0: Two budgets were handed down earlier this week. Obviously, the Northern Territory budget, which we've spoken a lot about, and also the federal budget. And um, some questioning exactly what is in it when we talk about affordable housing and um, and that commitment or some of those commitments that have been made. Now, joining me in the studio to talk further about that is Peter McMillan, who is indeed the CEO of NT Shelter. Good morning to you, Peter.
1: Hi, Katie. How are you going? Yeah,
0: really good. Great to have you in the studio, Peter. You and I. Have- have spoken on numerous occasions about, well, social housing, affordable housing, public housing and the shortfalls. What did you make of the budget earlier in the week?
1: Well, certainly, uh, Katie, this is a cost of living budget. And I think the government has uh, made announcements over a whole range of measures, some of which are in the housing and homelessness space. Uh, the, the issue always is that, um, as I'm sure a few other commentators would say, that there's never enough for any of them in particular, but we get a little bit of funding in a, in a lot of areas and it does make a difference. Let's not um, negate it. So there is, it is welcome, for example, to see an increase um, in the federal budget for Commonwealth rent assistance. And just so, uh, your listeners are aware, those are those are payments that sort are of from the Commonwealth Government for people living in private rental uh, accommodation or community housing where they meet eligibility on, on incomes, low to moderate incomes. That's been increased by 15% uh, from the 20th of September this year. So that's uh, that's going to make a difference because it's the first time that the rate of uh, Commonwealth rent assistance has increased uh, more than the rate of inflation for 30 years. Right. So if people who are receiving the maximum amount of Commonwealth rent assistance which is around 80% of recipients, they'll they'll receive an additional $16 to $32 per fortnight, uh, depending on their household composition and the amount of rent they're paying.
0: And Peter, would most people, if they're eligible for that, would they already be aware that they're eligible for it or are they able to sort of find out if they are?
1: Well, those who are receiving the top rate will be eligible for it. Um, I'm not sure how well it's been communicated yet other than on budget night, but that will that will come yep. through from uh, the 30th of, what did I say before, the 20th of September. Of September, yeah. yeah. That'll come through.
0: So any other wins for this sector from what you can see?
1: Well, there are some announcements in the federal budget that we were aware of uh, and which are very encouraging. So if we look at the Northern Territory circumstances, clearly closing the gap on housing in remote communities and homelands is very important. And so it's good to see that $111 million for a new one-year remote housing agreement with the Territory Government. We're also seeing $100 million over two years for urgent work on housing and infrastructure in homelands. And that's very welcome news. And first time since 2009, I think, that actually longer than that, that we've had investment in homelands. I think it's more like 20 years. Wow. So that's important. And also there's been some money uh, to get the Aboriginal housing... Sorry, Aboriginal Hostels Limited properties up to better scratch to take uh, urgent repairs and maintenance. So that's important. Um, And the other thing I think that's uh, also uh, interesting... For those that are um, looking to uh, buy a home, there's been an expansion of the um, home guarantee scheme. So at the moment, that's where uh, new homeowners can borrow, sorry, their deposit only needs to be as little as 5% and the federal government will, um, will guarantee the balance of that. 20% Twenty percent deposit yep. for that would otherwise be paid in lenders' home mortgage insurance. So that helps um, new homeowners get into the market earlier than what they would in, in terms of only having to save a deposit as, of as little as five percent. Um, so, of course, everybody should um, get independent financial advice, yeah. especially in a rising interest rate environment yep. and the capacity to repay that loan. Very
0: good advice, I reckon.
1: But um, now, any two any two people uh, eligible people will be able to be joint applicants now. Okay. So some opportunities there. Yep. Before it was just spouses and de facto partners. Yeah, so right. now we can get um, people coming together and being joint applicants, so which is interesting. So it could be
0: like, a mum, and da- uh, like a, you know, a mum and daughter or yeah. something like that. Or even
1: potentially two friends yeah, as right. well. So I think it'll be really uh, important to see the eligibility uh, guidelines when that comes out. Yep. Things like allowing um, non-first home buyers who haven't owned a property in Australia for at least 10 years to access that Guarantee, um, single legal guardians of children, and also Australian permanent residents. So there's been an expansion, and that is really, I guess, providing a little uh, bit more of an opportunity for those who do aspire to home ownership, mm. just to be able to save up the deposit quicker and, and get into the market.
0: Now, Peter, obviously, uh, the federal government also said that they are uh, they're committing to lifting uh, to lift the National Housing Finance and Investment Corporation's uh, liability cap to two billion. From 2 billion to 7.5 in order to support the building of affordable and social housing. Will that make? An impact?
1: It will make an impact uh, in terms of uh, community housing organisations in particular being able to access low-cost low, yep. low cost finance. So that's basically a guarantee that the Australian government uh, gives uh, to uh, ensure that NIFIC, which is a National Housing Finance Investment Corporation, to be able to issue those loans in a way that those loans are guaranteed. And there have been figures of around 7,000 new social and affordable housing dwellings across Australia that will come as a result of that.
0: So- Look, it sounds like there's lots of announcements. It yeah. always sounds like it's a good thing when a budget gets handed down, and you can sort of see that there's there's quite a bit in there for housing and affordable housing and social housing. Does it hit the mark though? Do you think it goes far enough?
1: I don't think it. I don't think it. I don't think it does. It's. I'd say it's a start, Katie. Yep. And I haven't really mentioned yet build to rent as well, which is yeah. another area. Uh, a new, I guess segment in the Australian property market where the government is clearly wanting to make that a more, uh, uh, I guess, a more attractive investment class for uh, developers uh, such as overseas and and here to a lesser extent in other areas of Australia where large property developers are building properties for rent. Uh, They own the properties. They don't sell the the the, uh, ownership to tenants or owners for a longer period of time. So tenants get longer security um, of tenure in those properties. They get more security over not getting kicked out at the yep. end of their lease. Um, you get good amenities and, and facilities in those properties as well. That model is very popular overseas, and it provides some ongoing certainty for renters, those people who don't want to uh, buy properties. So mm. there's been some extensions in um, in rates of depreciation and withholding tax to try and kick that along without getting too technical. They're trying to support that, which is an exciting new I guess, type of housing product, especially in, I think, the territory where we have 50% of us are renters. So yeah. stay tuned for that one. What I think is most important is probably what's not in the budget, and that is that in Canberra at the moment, as, as some of your listeners may be aware, there's been negotiations uh, in the Senate with uh, the Greens and other um, cross benches yep. to try and get this Housing Australia Future Fund, or the HAF, yep. in place. And Jackie Lambie's party has negotiated for her state in Tasmania and now nationally that if that gets up, each state and territory will get 1,200 social and affordable housing properties. Wow. Now, if we were to get that here in the Northern Territory, can you imagine the impact that would make uh, in terms of social and affordable housing? Mm.
0: Well, and I, I don't think it can be underestimated, you know, the impact that that not having that social and affordable housing and, and the impact that not having somewhere affordable to live can have. You know, it does mean that you've got people moving away. It means you've got that overcrowding. It has a huge impact in so many different ways.
1: Absolutely. So the key things we need to see, more houses being built. So under this half uh, legislation that will uh, see thirty to 40,000 houses around Australia getting built, it's nowhere near enough. And that's why we would like to see the government um, raise its ambition uh, on that. But it's a start, and I yeah. think we need to get moving with that. As I said, 1,200 houses in the Territory would make a, a huge difference. The other thing we need to look at is renters. Uh, and at the moment, uh, what's happening also in Canberra is under National Cabinet, all the housing, state and territory housing ministers are having to go back and look at what they're doing for renters' protections around things like how often can your rent increase and by how much, yep. and also I guess uh, provisions around getting evicted at the end of your lease so and making mm. sure that's fair and consistent nationally. Now, Katie, in the Northern Territory um, we've got absolutely nothing to show for that over the last five years. We really are really dragging the chain. We've done absolutely nothing here at all on, on progressive uh, legislation for landlords mm. and tenants alike. Yep. We've got an act which is hopelessly out of date Uh, and at this stage we've seen nothing at all come out of reform. So if we're serious about providing security of tenure for residents, whether they want to live here in an owner property Mm. or rent a place, they need to have a little bit more safeguard in place. And the cost of living all of these announcements that have been made in budget will make certainly make a difference to families the question is will it do enough only time will tell
0: yeah you're spot on peter mcmillan i always enjoy our chats always appreciate your honesty and your knowledge in this space so thank you so much for joining us on thank the you, show Katie. today Cheers. thank you